Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
a broader, a little more absurd in its humor. I, yeah, I mean, I definitely like the subduedness of this. Like, there were a couple of times where I'm glad they didn't go for the bigger joke, like the suit up. Sure. Sure. And, I was and like, I'm so glad it wasn't yeah. like, oh, I can't get anything on. There's like, ah, she's got my zipper. You know, yeah. it was that was that was funny. Um, I like this director. He has directed something else that we've done in this podcast already. Uh, oh, you looked it up. I, I see it by your face. I, well, I uh, had I to told you for not the to production stuff. Yes, I had to. Yes. <laughs> Stephen Norrington. So what, what do you think the call wait, wait, was whoa, like? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, not Stephen Norrington. No, I'm sorry. Oh, Steve Barron. Steve Barron. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Stephen Norrington was something else. Anyways, Wasn't he the league Steve Barron. Extraordinary. Extraordinary gentleman, yes. A bad director. <laughs> oh, ouch, ouch. <laughs> I like Steve ba- Barron. I like this. I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But you think they got, like, they called him like, hey, uh, so Steve, we want you to do, uh, do a movie. It's another superhero movie. Now, instead of it being teenagers this time, it's We're going to people. the other end, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's bizarre. I mean, now to be fair, the guy, I mean, he's not working every year, but he's, he's working the early two thousands, you know, every year or two, couple years, he directs some TV, you know, I mean, he's working, he's really good to him. I mean, he's got 114 directing credits. So yeah, uh, 115. Yeah. Uh, just for fun, look up Stephen Norrington. Let's see how many. Acting credits he's suffered us, made us suffer through. <laughs> okay. Norrington, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, he's probably one of his known fours. He only has four directing credits. That's three too many. Ouch. Blade. I'm going to give him one. You get one. Gentlemen. Yeah. What were the other ones? Well, the other ones, uh, I feel like we covered Death Machine in 1994. Right. Which I think had like one. Who was in it? Oh, Brad Dorif. <laughs> Brad Dorif. Yes, is the Brad Dorif. Dorif, right? Chucky himself. Yes, yes. Uh, the evil Mentat, of course, and the wonderful uh, David Lynch Dune. Um, Oh, and also Doc. Doc? Is he? Oh, is yeah. That his yeah, he's Doc in Deadwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's so fucking good in Deadwood. And then in 2001, Stephen Norrington directed The Last Minute, uh, which. Uh, Who cares? Who's this guy? <laughs> Max Beasley. I'm looking at the names if there's anyone. Jason Isaac's Pam? in it. Okay. Pam Beasley? Uh, Max Beasley. <laughs> oh, is it Udo, Pam Beasley's Udo, brother? Udo Kier. The that guy from Blade, the European, the the elder, yeah. yes, yeah. the guy that looks like a vampire, the guy yeah. who looks like a vampire, yes, yes, yes. All right. poor Udo Kier. Uh, but hey, listen, Casey, I feel like we're getting out of order here. We've got some no, structure. No, no, we're fine. We're All fine. Right. Um, okay. uh, no, we'll move on. Don't worry. Uh, so before we can talk about anything with this movie, that's right. Since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? So I was in Branching Out Bottle Shop yesterday. Our dear they friends, back. Uh, they made it back. Uh, they did not have a bad time in uh, Belize. Their flight was canceled, delayed two days. They ended up uh, going to another hotel that they had been thinking about staying at while they were there. So they had to see a little bit more of Belize. So they, uh, Carissa did not seem upset. You know, I think the normal stress of you got plans, you got to get back. So uh, happy yeah. they were back. Um, Walked in, 
Didn't spend much time looking around. Found a beer at Branching Out. No surprise, because their beer selection is second to none. It's from a brewery that I've drank before. We've not drank it on this podcast. It is Oscar Blues Brewery. Uh, Their story is uh, back in 2002 in the funky little town of Lyons, Colorado. They shattered craft beer convention by stuffing their voluminously opt mother of a brew, Dale's Pale Ale. I've drank that. It's a good beer. Into a portable, crushable, infinitely recyclable can. Craft beer in a can stays fresher for longer, and it's easier to pack in and pack out of any soul-saving adventure. They now operate breweries in Colorado, North Carolina, and Texas to provide craft beer in a can to all 50 states, Washington, D.C., and 17 other countries. Shit. So we are drinking beer, and it is literally perfect for the first shot of the movie. Uh, Almost perfect. Uh, well, we're presented with Tom Berenger, great actor, like his work, mm-hmm. with his um, old, old man butt, old man, old bear man butt, and the, the beer. less popular show tune to Old Man River. <laughs> that's right. Old that's right. man butt. <laughs> that's, that's a deep cut. That right? old <laughs> man butt. Uh, so we are drinking Oscar Blues Brewery Scotch Ale, lovingly entitled Old Chub. See, now, I was going to say that later in the movie, we almost see an old chub from... uh, From uh, Brian? From Brian, yeah. From uh, a real that guy actor. Yes, yes. Who will show up again on this podcast. He's not... Asking uh, for... Rent? Rent. That's right. Spider-Man. Mr. Ditkovich. Rent? Which is clearly... I don't know that I caught this last time. Clearly a takeoff on Steve Ditko. Did I miss that? Well, there's there's a comic book reference in this. Oh, I must have missed that. All right. Well, there's two. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but this uh, Old Chub is uh, their jaw-dropping Scottish strong ale, 8% alcohol by volume. It's brewed with bodacious amounts of malted barley and specialty grains and a dash of beechwood smoked malt. I love Scotch mm-hmm. ales. I haven't mm-hmm. had this one, but I'm looking forward to it. So, I thought you were going to say it was a perfect pair because... Uh, it's Scotch and the Scott Scottish and Irish. And I was like, well, as someone who shares heritage with both of those, fuck you. I would never make that <laughs> they mistake. Are not the same. Having been to both of those lovely countries. But mm. oh, this is this smells delicious. Oh yeah. There were a couple other ones. Carissa, as always, Carissa um I think enjoys this game of let's find the beer. She had another mm-hmm. one that was uh you know, very much in kind of the old uh, theme, but it was a, she said it was a really, really, really like sour, sour ale. I was like, uh, nope. no, that's okay. Don't want to drink that. Yeah, no, that's no. right. I saw that. Thanks. Exactly. This is the beer I want to drink. So yeah. with that, cheers, cheers my friend. Oh. God damn it. I have. Yet to meet a Scotch ale, I don't immediately fall in love with. Oh God! I, what? Yeah, that is really good. That kind of care, you know, hints of caramel, that malt. Oh yes, good times. That is great. Good beer times time. indeed. Uh, go check out our friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop, Township Five, Camillus, New York. Uh, the finest beer selection you're going to find anywhere. It's true. All right. Uh, we got no reshoots and reactions. Nope. Because we're ahead, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, there's no, there's no recast because <laughs> I don't 
I think Steve Ban- uh, Steve Bannon. No, Steve ba- oh no, not Steve Bannon. No. Steve Bannon can have what that pool pool cue happens in this movie happen oh. to him. Oh, 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 that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. But am I wrong, Todd? No, you're not wrong. You're 100% correct. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, in terms of production, so we talked about um, Steve Barron. Um, written by a guy named Andy Briggs. He's got some writing credits, but nothing that I recognized and not even going to share them because I don't think you would either. Um, other production notes. So uh, this gets released in Ireland first. Um Mm-hmm. And then it gets a uh, a limited, you know. Again, we did we did the digging to make sure we were going to listen to it right. It's a, a limited showing in video on demand uh, in in the United States. Uh, sadly, you know, it's it's such a small movie. I couldn't find a production or box office numbers, so we don't have them. We don't have them. And that's okay because it's not just about the money. It's about whether or not you made a fun movie. Okay. Yeah. And I think they did. I'll, I'll say this, uh, where I maybe wanted a little bit more. It, it's a great cast. I mean, mm-hmm. so three legendary actors, right? Bo Bridges, Tom Berenger, Lou Gossett Jr. Uh, a woman who I was not familiar with, but I loved. Uh, she so- is a Star Trek actor. Oh, no kidding. She stayed his mom. What? Mm-hmm. No way. Uh, Faluna Flagan. Yeah, she's, yeah. She, she was also in that great movie, The Others. Oh, is that Nicole Kidman's horror movie? Yeah. Got yeah. It, got it, got have it. you ever seen that? I have not. I remember when it came out, Super of fun. Yeah. Super fun. A lot of fun. Oh, she's been in some stuff I've seen. Uh, Tears of the Sun. <laughs> Was a was an <laughs> early date movie that I dragged Aubrey to that she did not. Oh, I'm love. sure Aubrey loved that. Yeah, it's uh, it's still a running joke in our in our household. Uh, yes, man. Is that Jim? Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yep. Who was she in Yes Man? Uh, Tilly. I don't know. It has been a hot minute. I always forget that Reese Darby is in that movie. Oh, huh. Um, oh, the invention of lying. That was great with uh, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> what was great about it? I was like, "Oh, this is a agnostic movie." Got uh, it. Atheist. Atheist. Yes. 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 Oh, right. He's an atheist. Yeah. That's right. Oh, kill the Irishman. That was really good. That was really good. Ray Stevenson. How uh, dare you? What? Kill the Irishman. Yeah, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. It's a <laughs> uh, biographical crime film. All right. Yeah, but she was great. But so the cast is wonderful. Um, and nobody's bad in this movie. Nobody's bad. Agree. Agree. Like, uh, what's her name? The Alicia was, was okay. Fiona Glasscott. Yeah. Um, she was all right. She looked vaguely familiar. Oh, she's she kind of looks like uh, Felicia Day. Yeah. Yes. She 100% does. Um, she's she's got a a very Felicia Day look to her. British stage and television actress in film. Oh, she was in Fantastic Beasts as a young Minerva McGonagall. I don't remember that. Really? Um, Which one? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, or one of the she, other? She, she's in Fantastic Beasts. Then she... A role originally by Maddie... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so she's in. Sorry, the crimes of Grindelwald, and then she comes mm. back for the secrets of Dumbledore. 
Um, I have seen a third of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. And I keep falling asleep, so I'm just like, hmm, maybe. Uh, she was in, fall, oh, Fallen TV movie. Um, she was in the uh, Resident Evil, the 2002 Resident Evil. Uh, sorry, Mila Jovovich. Um, Bless others, you. Yeah. Other stuff I'm looking at, mm, I mean, a lot of British stuff, not a lot of things that I recognize here. But she was good. Right. Yeah, she was fine. She was fine. Oh, The Siege of J.Dotville. I don't remember her, but that's a great... Uh, if you've never seen that movie, it's great. It's a true no. story based on um, Irish uh, army troops in Africa, in the Congo, yeah. And uh, really, really good. Really good. Um, there's. Some- I think it's also important to make it distinct where in Ireland this takes place. Is this... Uh, this I is always ga- forget. So... Uh, the Republic of Ireland is the independent nation. Northern Ireland so, is part so this of the gotta UK. Be Northern, this has got to be Northern Ireland because she said because Fiona says when she comes back she goes good to be back in the under the Queen or she makes a comment about I and think, I made a mental note of oh she under the kingdom or something. Well, I, can't I, she I says. think it's I I think it's actually the Republic of Ireland the the independent nation not part of. The UK. Hmm. I could be That's totally weird wrong. that they would say that. Yeah. Oh well, she was born in Dublin. She is an Irish actor, so yeah. Maybe that's why. Okay. Um. Hmm. So in terms of production, I mean, again, not a lot here. It's a it's a small movie. It gets a minor release. <clears throat> um. I was. Yeah. I, that's. Uh, <laughs> You got anything That's else? That's all I got. I mean, I I know. I, I like the movie, and I'd like to talk about it. Okay. Well, then with that, so, why don't we... Uh, why don't we roll that film? Okay. So we open on an old man butt of Ray, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, good, good for Tom Barron to be like, I have full-on old man butt, and yes. I'm not afraid of it. He's uh, letting his... Flag fly there, as it were. <laughs> it's flat ass flag fly. Oh, flabby Oof. flat ass. Uh, flag I am surprised. Fly. I listeners, I got that in one take, you and did. I am. <laughs> as soon as I started saying, my brain was like, "What are we doing? Yeah. This is, <laughs> we're this not is going for that, for us. are we? We're not going. For <laughs> no, that. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, he lives in Dun Manor, a retirement home for International Superhero Federation in Ireland. You know, I'll say this. In the first five minutes of the movie, we learn mm-hmm. everything we need to know about the setup. It, it, it's very accessible. Yeah. And it just it just kind of rolls into it. And even the tone, right? It, and I, I will laugh, and maybe some of it's, you know, my father, Papa, uh, living with <laughs> us now for many, many years. You know, the, the grumpy old man or the grumpy old <laughs> retired person motif kind of comes through a lot here. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, I definitely, so I guess I'm. I guess I'm thinking I I did laugh more than I thought I did. Now that I'm stop, stopping to think about it, let go of the shitty season we've had and just enjoy yeah. a film that didn't anger us. I'm not saying this is a great film. I'll, I'll say that sure, right now. Sure, this is a good film. This is definitely something that if someone is like, "Oh, what's a superhero movie I've never seen?" I'd be like, "I want to give this yeah. a shot." You know, it's you, not for everybody. I enjoyed it. It was fun. You know what I think else works against this movie? So the special effects are fine for, I'm, I'm sure, the very low budget they had. Again, we don't know the numbers, but it's got to be low. Um, 
but the the look of the movie it has kind of a very low production value feel to it which does not match the talent on screen uh, again you've got this like schism between the way the movie looks which uh, i mean again i've been to ireland i love it it, yeah. it does you know it is the the gray of ireland right uh mm-hmm. you know in that time we of love year, our grays yeah you know <laughs> Uh, it, it's got that kind of look throughout this, the production value. Could the, part the of... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 sorry. I was, I, I, my thought did not come out uh, real well <laughs> there again, but eh, fuck it. The thought rabbited, sir. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was a, like, almost like a Kevin Smith with clerks? Like, we don't have a big budget, so I'm going to make it a motif that it's, you know, these are these are the Incredibles. These are the big, huge heroes of the time. And now they're stuck in this shitty retirement home. So I'm going to make it feel like, do you think Steve, I think Steve Barron is a good enough director based on the whole two movies of his I've seen. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got a thousand batting average with me right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do sports. That's a fair question. I wonder if that's what's going on. Cause no one's phoning it in either in this movie. Like Barron's yeah. just given a oh, hell of great. a performance. Yes, agreed. You, you know, so a few things there. Steve Barron is Irish. You know, he was born in Dublin. Yeah. Um, he started as a camera assistant. So I think there's a couple things at play. One, overwhelmingly, I got to assume that the most significant factor was budget. I'm sure if we saw the number, I'm sure it would be very, very low. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, again, I, I feel like there's this, like, Irish sensibility to the look, feel, and humor of this film. And I think that can look low quality, mm-hmm. which is an unfair comparison. Yeah. And like like Kevin had to do with clerks. He shot sure. it on black and white because it was cheaper to shoot it on black and white. Uh was it? I don't think I knew. Oh that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why he did it. And he also yeah, uh committed insurance fraud. Yeah, that's right. That's right. FEMA. FEMA check he that was it a FEMA check? I in the so, end, yeah. oh, because it was a flood. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he said yeah, that his uh, car was totaled. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're oh, we're like a couple weeks, maybe a month away from Clerks Three. I mean, the fuck, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. I don't even think that's been on my radar. Yeah. No, no, Three came out last year. What? Came out in November. Is there a Clerks Four? I can't imagine there's. How the fuck did I miss Clerks Three? Uh, no, it was right before Thanksgiving. Uh, came out uh, November. Where did you see it? November eleventh or something. Holy shit! I didn't know. Had its premiere, world premiere September fourth, twenty twenty two, before its release in September thirteenth. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and we I have clerks. No, <laughs> I will admit I don't even know that I, I don't even know that I watched all of Clerks too. I love Clerks. I don't, and I love Kevin Smith, but I may not have even watched all of Clerks too. There are yeah. some parts in Clerks too that even t- t- by today's standards, even though it's closer and obviously in time than Clerks, hold up less. The whole yeah. Randall listing off a bunch of racial slurs for a African American person, proving that he is not racist. That joke uh, claimed with me in what was that? Two thousand and 
eight, six. six? Yeah. yeah. And it's, they, yeah. I was like, oh, Kevin, what are we doing here? <clears throat> However, we were watching uh, the other day on, uh, yesterday actually, on Pluto. We had on uh, the comedy station. They had old kids in the hall. And it was a, <laughs> yeah. it was like a vaudeville act. And they're doing their jokes. And all of a sudden, um, Kevin McDonald says to Bruce, what's his last name? Yep. Whatever his name is. He's like, I'm fucking your wife. That flew. No problem. The F-bomb was there. Later in another sketch... Scott Thompson called someone a hoser F slur and they blurred the F slur. Interesting. And I was like, and I'm like, whoa. And Danny goes, well, he's the only one who's really allowed to say that. I'm like, no, 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 not, 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 not that he said it. They blurred it. <laughs> they let the F bomb go. And I'm wondering if it got blurred when it was on HBO. Uh, not Bruce McCullough. Yeah, Bruce McCullough. Are you thinking of Scott Thompson? He's the... Scott Thompson's the one who said it in a different sketch. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Bruce McCulloch. No, I, I know Bruce McCulloch's not gay. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, all right, well, hey, uh, I feel like we're... we're starting no, no, to no, we here. were just having a fun little side <laughs> conversation. Don't worry. I'm going to okay. get us right on track by saying he is embittered by the fact that the public has largely forgotten him. Hello, Mr. Incredible. Ouch. And even his own grandchildren are rather fond of a new superhero, Celestro, who he, his grandchildren make the action figure of Celestro and let's uh, kiss. Yeah, <laughs> make some kiss. I was like and maximum oh. justice. Yeah. Maximum justice. Thank you. Didn't she used to have super breath? That's Hurricane Jane, they used to call it. During a birthday party for one of the residents, Hurricane Jane, another <laughs> resident. Jerry gets out of control. Let's go. Jerry, Jerry. Could not allow us to go further without pointing out a fabulous... That guy actor is maybe even a little bit too broad because he's a very genre-specific actor. He usually is in some kind of a fantasy story. He mm -hmm. was in The 13th Warrior. Yep. Uh, he's done a bunch of stuff like that. He's in... Um, the Bastard King, I think. Uh, but for me, the wonderful Clive Russell will always be the Blackfish, Brendan Tully, one of the coolest, most badass characters in Game of Thrones. Rape and Dragons? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, oh, oh, Rape, the show. Rape yes, yes, yes. Rape, Rape and Dragons. dragons. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what it's called to me. It's Rape and the, Dragons. The Blackfish is a motherfucking badass. Yes. Uncle I, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uncle no, of no, who? Uncle of another. Oh, wait, are you, wait, hang on. Are you going through the history of, uh, <laughs> of Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones? Yeah, I don't I, give I a shit. Gonna, I, I am going to step over what you're saying. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I would personally like to say that when he uses his powers yeah. and uh, the bagpipes play, yeah, I was triggered. I was like, this feels racist <laughs> oh. <laughs> against, against oh, no. my people. <laughs> How Ouch. dare you? How Which dare uh, you? my ancestry.com uh, DNA, uh, uh, my Scottish heritage went up a bit. Oh, unfortunately, excellent. so did my English, and we're not going to go into why that's getting higher. Well, that's right. That's right. The incident prompts Alicia, the facility's warden, to have Jerry's powers, quote, downwardly managed. <laughs> A short time after the procedure, Jerry dies. My question. It's yes. a very quick one because sure. I already know the answer. Is it? Is it some sort of unwritten rule in Hollywood that it has to be raining during a funeral? You know, it can't rain all the time, Casey. 
<laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Find me a funeral <laughs> in a movie that is not in the rain. Okay. All right. I want it to be like cheerily sunny and everyone to just be sad. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that in Parks and Rec when John Ralphio is faking his death? Well, that's sitcom, so. Oh, I'm talking movies because on Friends, when they went to Ross and uh, Monica's uh, grandmother's funeral, same thing. It was very sunny. Got it. Okay. Because it's L.A. and brain machines are really expensive. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, now, uh, Jerry dies. This makes Ray suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. When Dunn Manor's residents attend Hero Date, the nearby town, Ray spots some youths using Jerry's powers. This is a critical point in the movie, and it's going to tell you how much you like it. The hero day is so pathetic, and I mean that in the sense of pathos. If you can find humor in that, then you're going to enjoy the rest of the movie. And I did, because the instant they started to go to hero day, I'm like, it's going to be them and no one else. Like, uh, Yes, 100%. Unsurprised, pleasantly surprised. Uh, pleasantly unsurprised by that. I was like, yay, it's exactly what I was hoping for. This is hero day? This is just a regional one. The big one's in New York. And it wasn't like a Comic-Con in the late 70s, early 80s. It was in the basement of a hotel. Right. They put some money into this, and everyone's like, we don't give a shit. Like, that's what made it so sad, yeah. is that it wasn't pathetic. There was, like, photo booths and signing things and all these rides, and everyone was like, I've got better shit to do. You today. had all of the settings for what sh- could be a very fun day, and it's, yeah. uh, again, it's <laughs> gray. It's like, gray. No, no one's there. There's a shot, and I think this shot perfectly sums up the humor in this film, which is when Bo Bridges, who plays Ted, or Shimmy, who was Ray's sidekick, uh, com- uh, partner. partner, yeah, he's in, like, the 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 cup thing that goes around and he's just he's sitting <laughs> he there by himself no one else is the is on the ride there's no one in the background and it's such a bleak shot and of course bo bridges playing it straight like he's like i'm on the ride and it's going if you can laugh at that you're going to enjoy the movie i think that's what i love about the humor in this film everyone is playing it dramatic yes agree and that's some of my favorite type of humor. Playing it dramatic and having the chops to do it, right? Again, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. no bad performances here. Like, that's, I think, after Steve Carell left the office and we're getting to that on Office Ladies. I'm like, how are you going to tiptoe around these are like the the most hated episodes of the show are coming up. <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah. They are. Yeah. I'm not saying. No, no, I, no. I, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like. Will Ferrell is always welcome in my book, except on The Office, because he was trying to make a comedy, and none of them were making a comedy. They were making a Office documentary that happened to be funny. I was surprised when Will Ferrell was anything more than a cameo, right? Because you, you got that right? you got the episode where they're you know they're hire you know they're interviewing Jim Carrey's there yeah 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 like so you're seeing all these people you're like oh well this was a fun cameo when Will Ferrell came back I was like wait what he's yeah he's coming back to TV and also I guess there there was was a whole thing and they mentioned it during the Saber merger episode when Christian uh, Christian Bale that would have been great that would have been awesome Christian Slater shows up you ever tasted a rainbow and Saber 
you will. Oh my god, I forgot. I forgot he was on that. Holy cow. The reason they got around it cuz their whole thing was no big celebrities. Like there was even pushback from the uh production team when Timothy Oliphant joined the show cuz like he's a little yeah. too well known. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was also yeah. a very welcomed addition to that show. He was perfect. But when they cast Will Ferrell, I was like, we all know Will Ferrell. This is not Yeah. I don't even remember his it, fucking character's name. Who cares? Uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Yeah, right? who cares? Robert yeah. <laughs> California? Uh, much better. Yeah, you don't even know my real name. That's right. And the okay. fucking Lizard King. Thinking that the administration of the retirement home is stealing and selling Oh, wait, I had a joke. I had a comment there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm you sorry. I thought, I thought you did. Summon a bitch. I thought you did. We were No, riffing. just tried, it, tried and true uh, the bathroom joke. They're going to break into the stall and the guy's sitting uh, there. I was yes. like, yeah. yeah. Again, like, this sets you up for the kind of jokes that are going to be in this movie. A lot of them are going to be yes. subtle, but every once in a while, it's going to be that. I know what I saw. Not too much, I hope. Hey. Done with you, Ace. <laughs> <laughs> now, thinking that the administration of this retirement home is selling, uh, stealing and selling superpowers, Ray asks Celestro for help, but he doesn't want to get involved. So Ray and his former sidekick, partner, Ted, sneak off the bus to investigate. So we set up that when Ted uses his powers, as wonderfully described here that I will just drop in. It's like someone took a burning tire. Stuffed it full of rotten eggs and then shoved it up a skunk's ass. That smell is there. Wouldn't have that made everyone notice on the bus? Because they'd be like, oh, where's that smell coming from? Hey, where are Ray and Ted? Or, or where'd Ted go because they recognize the smell? Oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I bet you a lot of them recognize that smell. It's, sure. It bumped me, but I wasn't upset. I wasn't like, hey, it, it's a plot hole, but I don't care. Th- that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. They're trying to tail the youths, and they end up interrupting a car theft. Their misinterpreted actions are covered in a local newspaper. Wait a minute. We can't skip over first fight. This is our first fight in this movie. First fight. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, it's actually, it is funny. And, again, (laughs) the problem is it's so subtle and it's played so straight. You've got to see that dry humor in there. The whole confrontation, Ray can't hit a girl or he can't fight a girl. I mean, (laughs) there's funny stuff in there, but it is so subtle and straight that blink and you miss it, right? Sex rampage. I loved uh, Alicia's. You know what the most shocking thing about this is? The printed papers are still a thing. But this does cause Alicia to announce that Ray will be downwardly managed. So it's earlier, but this was the perfect place because it's the first time that Alicia is mentioned in here. Yeah, when Alicia Mm -hmm. says... I remember the day my father died. He was in a building that collapsed. Oh, so she's the Scarlet Witch. Got it. She's the bad guy. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't get that till much. That's the very No, no. End, she says it yes. when. So what's not in this whole thing is Ted's cancer. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. That's right. I missed that. Just her face and the way she lived her line like, oh, you're the bad guy. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not. What's the what's the bit in Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito throw mama from the train? Oh, God. When okay. Billy Crystal's critiquing. Danny DeVito's mystery script. It wasn't too hard to figure it out. Like there's two people and one of them ends up dead or something like that, right? I mean, like oh there's not a lot of people that the bad guy could I be. I forgot that right? joke. Oh, that's a genius it, joke. It is, yeah. I you know, I'm I'm doing a uh nights when I'm up late and nobody else mm-hmm. is up or and you know, and I don't want to go to bed yet, but I don't want to get into something new, you know, long. I'm going through it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. And god damn it, if this is not 
the greatest thing that Danny DeVito has ever done. Um, I mean, truly, that show. The Lorax has yeah, entered uh, the chat. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally. Uh, no, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he, I don't like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for the same reason I don't like Seinfeld. There's no redeeming sure. qualities to anyone on that show. Yeah. <laughs> it. I mean, you're a fan of Friends, and their premise was, what if I won't be there for you, right? Like, everyone's a rotten character. Yeah, that's right? exactly yeah. The, both <laughs> those shows, yeah. And also, you know, Jerry yeah, Seinfeld's exactly. kind of a horrible person in real life, too. You know, there, there's definitely more actors I would like to meet than comedians, as much as I love comedy, because I see that, boy, it is so common. Like, comedians are, you know, often such dark People like I'm not the dark, <laughs> cynical, know. just yeah, yeah. Like just miserable. And, you know, yeah. it should always be mentioned that Jerry Seinfeld's wife was 17 when they started dating, and she was no, 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 no. that was Shoshana. That was the one he dated for a long time. He didn't marry her. He dated Shoshana Lowen. Oh, they didn't get married. Oh, getting, that no. makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> was she still 17? Was he like my age at the time? It, it, am I getting that right? Shoshana, Shoshana Lonstein? Uh, while still a 17-year-old high school student, she met then 38-year-old Jerry Seinfeld. I got to be honest with you. So 21-year difference. So I'm going to be 52 in about a you know month and a half here. Bragging. That would be, yeah. That would be me meeting a 31-year-old. I, I can't. Well, no, no, that's no, not even fair because here's the a problem. thirty-one-year-old is an adult. That's legal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like we all were just like, oh, isn't it cute? I'm like she's seventeen. Yeah. It's statutory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ooh. statutory. Ooh, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I don't know how I honestly have no clue uh, how we got there. Um, we, you mentioned that you fall when you don't want to go to bed. You mentioned oh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And, and yeah. we went on a riff from there. Got it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. All right. We got there. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the other residents are tested for their power control level, and almost all are ordered to be downwardly managed as well. Because all their powers are pretty cool. <laughs> the power promenade here, I oh, love it. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's, it's so funny. What is the one uh, old guy who. Oh, Timmy! Alterman. I thought he was saying, oh, Timmy. Oh, no, Alterman. Oh, with a, he alters. with a heavy Irish accent. Okay, that makes... Alterman. I thought he, he was saying, oh, he, Timmy. I truly did not get Oh, that. God, he was so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this Test of Powers montage is great until we get to Moderna. And I was like, oh, we're in a horror film suddenly. Yes. yes. Her powers are, powers are fucking terrifying. Yes. She's. Like, wait, I'm sorry. Did, was this, is this not a comedy anymore? She's the D&D character. She's the warlock. That's what a warlock is, mm-hmm. Casey. That's, that's uh, our friend yeah. Jody's uh, warlock character, Gita. The, uh, you know, like the Aww. dark old, the great old one. Yeah. 100%. Is her little squid friend still alive? Uh, Mr. Jiggles? Of course he is. Uh, he, Mr. Jiggles. He played a critical role in a in a huge like multi chapter arc ending. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Jiggles. So long story short, we were fighting this uh, this you know sub boss got revealed, and it was a Rakshasa, mm-hmm. which is an Indian mythos, like Asian India. They are demon spirits. They often appear as like tiger headed. Um, they're horrifying, and in D and D, they're super powerful. Um, so we thought we were fighting a Rakshasa, but it was going to summon this great old one. And mm-hmm. this great old one is apparently like mortal enemies of Gita's 
sponsor. Mr. Jiggles. Well, Mr. Jiggles is the manifestation, like a, a little tiny pseudopod of the big one. Mr. Jiggle, so this massive, uh, like, elder brain dragon horrific abomination thing, Cthulhu monster shows up and it's flying through the battlefield, like, sowing destruction. Mr. Jiggles grows to, like, gargantuan size and, like, awesome. climbs up the tower and, like, grapples the dragon to kind of take that out of the fight while we were fighting the bad guy. It was one of talent, like... I love Talon as a DM. It was an epic, epic adventure. I, I think you're going to have to find, I think you're going to have to step back in as an NPC for like a, a couple of sessions because we're having a lot of fun. Well, if I ever have time to do anything besides this podcast. <laughs> That's work. fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. But we're not here to talk about D&D. We're, uh, let's get back to this. So, no, we're here to talk about Ray's friends. Don't believe the conspiracy behind this. <laughs> and this card game, uh, Ray being pouty in his room, uh, break going back and forth, and what he's doing is like either uh, a mirror or like a play on what's happening in the game. Yeah, very, very well worn trope in movies, and I loved it. And as soon as it started, I'm like, Oh, we're doing this trope, and okay. it's done very well. Uh, I'll, I'll say that, yeah, that's why I don't mind because yeah. a lot of people will just do it now, like, eh, See, we're doing the trope, yeah, we're yeah. doing the trope. <laughs> I feel like Steve Barron was like, We're doing the trope. Just deal with it. Do with it. <laughs> Very Irish way of doing things. Yeah. Stoic, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Commander, where are we? We seem to be stuck in an alternate dimension. And you're no longer a captain, you're a commander. Commander. Dear God! Are you a lieutenant? And why are you talking like that? Oh no, I don't. I don't know why I'm talking like that. But no, I seem uh, to have no rank. Only the title of doctor. I don't think there are admirals either. Captain. I mean, commander. I mean, look, Casey. We are getting a message. It seems we have been tasked with reviewing a historical document entitled Galaxy Quest. Then there's no moment to spare. Engage. No, I, I I don't think um, Night Shift Radio Legal has cleared usage of engage, so you might want to just dial oh. that back there. So. All right. Well, then, I guess it's up to us to say, join us over on the Where No Mom Has Gone Before podcast as we review 1999's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. Mom! Ted finds papers mentioning a person with an ability to absorb powers, but he's not absorbing man. That's he's, very important. They never call him that because Marvel would sue the shit out of them. That's right. That's right. That's right. And blueprints of an unknown machine in the administration office. It already happened, but when Alicia is giving the tour yep. to some of the new people, she says, The Kirby dining room is through there. Oh, I missed that. Okay, there's there's mm-hmm. comic book reference number one. Got it. And also when Ray and shit, what's Lewis Gossett Jr.'s character's name? Total Thunder? Uh, Pendle. No, no. Uh, Pendle. Yeah. When they're making fun of Total Thunder. Now, why did you pick a name like that? Because you move fast? Yes. Like Thunder. Black Lightning was already taken. That one I got. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, first of all, what? can I say this? Louis Gossett Jr. should not ever appear without a mustache. The man, the man just <laughs> demands a mustache. 
Oh, Iron Eagle, the poor man's Top Gun. You know, there are some great Lou Gossett Jr. movies. Iron Eagle, and I'll admit that there are elements that are problematic, but it's still, it's a movie that'll stop. Well, if I'm, look, there are op- things that are problematic in Top Gun. No, 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 I don't, so. oh, no, no, no I'm sorry. Iron Eagle aside, I was leading into the next movie, which I admit has some problematic elements, but I will still stop if I'm flipping channels. The amazing oh. officer and a gentleman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, a fun, some problematic yeah. shit going on there. Oh, sure. But the relationship, <laughs> Lou Gossett Jr. and Richard Gere, love that. And Syracuse's that. own Richard Gere? Syracuse's own. North Syracuse, yeah. Uh, one of my teachers in middle school had taught him. Speaking of uh, Richard Gere in Ireland, how about his Irish question mark accent no. in the jackal? No. <laughs> no. Because no, 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 you his don't Irish accent it? in that is about as good as, my as Tom Irish? Cruise's yeah. in oh, Far, far Away. away. <laughs> uh, I'm Irish. Uh, did you do you remember the amazing Enemy Mine with Lou Gossett and Dennis Quaid? Oh my God, fuck that movie's so good. It's a good movie, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got some. He's got some good stuff. I feel like he's the poor man's Morgan Freeman. No, he's not even the poor man's Morgan Freeman. He's his own awesome thing, like. Um, enemy mine walked so Darmok could run. We have talked about the episode of Next Generation Darmok. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the wonderful... Move it along, guys. Lou Gossett Jr. Today, 86 years old. So three years ago or four years ago when this movie came out, he's uh, 82. I mean, God bless him. The guy... Yeah. You know, he's old. It's very clear all these actors are a little uh, farther on the uh, age scale because, yeah. like, like when they're thrown around later, it's like, well, and then they're all just laying there like, oh, we fell down. Yeah. Like, no, you were gingerly put there, so nobody broke <laughs> it. Right. Yeah, I did. I actually had a few moments. So his, like, super speed effect is clearly <laughs> him moving and them, you know, speeding up the shot. Mm-hmm. You know, there were moments where I was like, oh, be careful. Be careful, man. Like, be careful. <laughs> Be careful, he's fragile. <laughs> uh, Rob McElhenney, creator of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and also Mythic Quest, talked about they did a COVID episode in between seasons one and two that I think is one of the best bits of COVID entertainment that was done anywhere. Did you did you watch Mythic Quest? It's really good. Um, but uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Moliere. Moliere from... Uh, Amadeus, uh, F. Murray oh, Abraham. Um, yeah, the Murr. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's one of the characters in in the series. And uh, Rob McElhenney talked about the COVID episode. Like, you know, they were really concerned. Obviously, every you know they're you know dealing like all productions were with COVID, but like especially they were really nervous about um, Abraham because he's like. I'm not going to be the guy that kills F. Murray Abraham on my show. Like, kill him in real life. Yeah, that's the same thing that they did on um, with Picard. It's obvious that they, like, move some shit around and change some stories to be like, we need to keep Patrick Stewart in a goddamn bubble because right. we're not going to be the show right. that kills Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Yes, agree. And they're goddamn right. A, a lot of outdoor scenes for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's constantly just out in the open. I'm like, yep, I right. see what you're doing. Right. And thank you for keeping... No tight two shots, nothing like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, even there's a scene where Q hugs him, like, stay away from him. That's right. But then, also, you know, John Delancey's in his... 
late sixties, early seventies at this point too. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, just don't kill them safe. anyone. Don't kill anyone. That's right. Keep John Delancey and his enormous penis safe. What? Apparently, John Delancey is hung like a goddamn horse. Oh my god. <laughs> Willem Dafoe has entered the chat. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He may have Willem Dafoe beat. <laughs> Apparently, it is the stuff of legends. Really? Uh, you yeah. know, who else? Milton Berle. Apparently. Oh yes, yes, yes. Famous yes. Milton yeah. Berle is still like down to his kneecap. Yeah. God bless him. All right. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. <clears throat> um, real quick. Uh, and by the way, TSPHC Army. We like this. I like this movie, but I'm having fun having little tangents here. Yeah. Because um, there's not a whole, this is a pretty basic plot. Nothing big and huge happens in this That's movie. True. So it, it, we can do stuff like this. Did you see the footage from the Golden Globes of F. Murray Abraham realizing that the crowd of people outside were cheering for him? No. He's like this little old man who has somehow forgotten that he's F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> he's just like, he just looks over the crowd. He's like, me? Oh. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. You're like, oh. Did, uh, you realize you're like a really famous dude, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see, I saw it today. I know it happened a little while ago, but uh, it was at the Golden Globes, K. Hugh Kwan coming up to Brendan Fraser afterwards, <sighs> like to congratulate him on his win and like the genuine love between these two guys who they haven't. Because they're two people that that had to leave Hollywood for different reasons. Both bullshit reasons. Yeah, but haven't seen each other literally in decades. It was just right, so Right, because he sweet. was in Encino Man, Encino right? Encino Man, 92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. so sweet. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, uh, Brendan I, Fraser seems like the kind of person that just is the sweetest man alive. Yeah. Every interview with him, like, you just got a fucking heart of gold on you, don't you? Yeah. I'm happy for his resurgence because you're right. He's mm-hmm. uh, He's not... You know, he's one of those actors. Like, I've never heard a, a bad story about Brendan Fraser was an asshole to somebody, you know? Fraser. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did. He, there's a thing going around now where he's signing a, uh, like, a Funko Pop at a, at a convention. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the person, he says the person's name, and they correct him. He goes, oh, sorry about that. I mean, everyone's pronouncing my last name wrong for 20 years, but it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Uh, I haven't seen. Why didn't the, you correct us? I haven't seen the whale. Have you? Uh, have you? I seen have it? not yet. I want to, but I also don't. Yeah, because I feel like it's gonna just fucking wreck me. I, that's yeah. That's one of those movies. I feel like I have to work myself. Like I have to get to a. Mm-hmm. Mental I gotta point. be ready for a good cry. Yes, I think because a it's Darren Aronofsky, so it's oh, immediately gonna be sure. sad as fuck. Sure, sure. Um, what did but I, it's I watched the other day. So I'm excited for that. Oh, The Wrestler. I was watching The Wrestler the other day and stumbled on it. Like it was on a channel and I stopped. God damn, that movie's so good. And fucking Mickey Rourke. Holy so, shit. So fr- that movie's so frustrating. Tell me more. Uh, because you watch him like. Oh, it, the choice is done he better makes. than like in Uncut Gems, which just annoyed the fuck out of me. But in. <laughs> In the wrestler, you see him start to do the right thing, and then all of a sudden he's just like, uh, I need to self-destruct. And you're just like, God damn it, you were so close to everything you wanted. Did I share this story already on the podcast? If I did, stop me. So I rewatched Uncut Gems, and I had a revelation about the end of it. So spoiler, if you haven't seen Uncut Gems. Spoiler alert. First of all, don't see Uncut Gems. Oh, no, hard disagree. So this is going to sound weird, so you're going to let me explain it. Um, what's his character's name again? Uh, Sammy Jenkins. What is it? 
Sammy Jenkins. Sa- no. Sammy? You don't remember Sammy Jenkins? Howard. Howard Ratner. I don't know who Sammy Jenkins is. Memento. It's the name that he has to remember. You son of a bitch. Okay. So (laughs) anytime someone can't remember a name, I say Sammy Sammy Jenkins. Jenkins. Uh, So Howard, Adam Sandler's character. Uh, Yeah. This is going to (laughs) sound tough. Married to Elphaba. Yes. Married to Elphaba. His character has a happy ending. I mean, I'm sure one of those girls that he was with. Oh, yeah. Not that kind of happy ending. Not that kind of happy ending. So the moment at which Kevin Garnett's Celtics. They beat. Uh, I think he's beating a point spread. I think it's is that is that the thing? Uh, he wins a big bet. It's worth like twelve million dollars or something, right? Or one point two million. It's million, you know, millions or fractions of millions of dollars, right? In that moment, he's won his huge gamble, risking everything. The opal, like the tension with the mob guys. It's all paid off. It's all going to be great. That's the moment when he's killed. But the look on his face, the moment he's shot, is pure joy. And it's the only moment in the entire movie where Howard is happy. From our perspective, he's dead. That's horrifying. From his perspective, it's Hamlet, right? It's Hamlet refusing to kill his uncle, thinking that if I kill him now, he's praying. He's going to go right to heaven. He doesn't deserve that reward. Like this idea of, and this sounds dark. Wouldn't you rather go out at a moment of pure happiness than a moment of pure suffering, misery, terror, dread, fear? His character has a happy ending. And please react. I still hate the movie. <laughs> oh, come on. It's a phenomenal. But you're a guy no, who loves it's cinema. Bad. It's a phenomenal film. It is not. He's not that great in it. Oh, God. No. I've seen him give better performances in other things. And the fact that Adam Sandler said, if I don't win the Oscar for this movie, I will make only shitty movies from now on. And has lived up to that by making the horrible Hubie Halloween. L- listen, his, his, Fuck net, you, Adam his Sandler. Netflix You're in the deal. same camp as uh, James Cameron now. He's cash and checks. There's no doubt about it. But um, And I will agree. Uh, Funny <clears throat> People is a phenomenal movie in which he gives a great performance that's more layered than anything else he does, but I think Uncut Gems is a great movie. Oh, I, oh, I, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that you, as a cinema fan, don't love that movie. Have you watched Pale Blue Eye yet? Mm-mm. You should. Okay. All right. All right. So it, that, may, it may be my favorite movie of wow in, in in a while. It was really fucking good. Okay. It has stuck with me, and the performances. Is that Net- Chef's Kiss? Netflix. No. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale and the dude that played Dudley Dursley. Yeah. D- oh, that poor that poor kid is looking exactly like Edgar Allan Poe. Because he is oh. playing Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there are shots where he'll look at the camera. I'm like, the fuck's happening? <laughs> oh, that well, but that did poor, we clone? Oh, that poor kid though. Harry Melling is his name. So yeah, unlike Neville Longbottom, right? Who was made homelier for the character and is actually a phenomenally good looking guy and was a good looking guy throughout it. I mean, he, the, he moved into it. The, like, I think it was, this is the fourth or fifth movie. Like he shows up and we all just went, what's going on with Neville? He's suddenly much thinner and I, I think <laughs> in really good shape. You know, you know, the actor, like it was, it was false teeth. Like they definitely had to ugly him. I mean, he's, he's a pudgy kid, right? Like when he's a kid, but he's a pudgy kid, but then he just loses all that. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. And then they had to really fight to make him like <laughs> the, the, the milk toast. But oh crap. Uh, we got to keep him homely at the far end of the scale. 
poor Harry Melling, who I'm sure is a very nice person. Uh, well, he is oh, he rail thin wor- now. Except his forehead and the, his wingspan of his ears. And, and I say this as a father of a of a child who, you know, looked like the the car with the two doors open. Mm-hmm. You know, looks like a Volkswagen yeah. Bug with his doors open. <laughs> that's yeah, right. that's right. Oh, this poor kid. Yeah, um, oh, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm glad I can't, he's good I, in it. I'm glad he's good in it. <laughs> I don't remember because his hair is so long. They're doing the uh, Josh Groban on him. Oh, uh, they should. Josh Groban has has big ears too. But, uh, but we I... have really just taken a fucking. Detour left. And I mean, but you said it, like so. it's not a complex. It's not, not a complex. complex None of this yeah. is getting cut. This is good yeah, stuff. It's good stuff. This okay. is us having having a good time. That's right. That's what this podcast is about, right? The, to be fair, these are the conversations we had at the bar long before we had a podcast. And these are the, the tangents that we'd go on. All of a sudden, yeah. be like, oh wait, the movie we we just That's watched. Right. Let's yeah. talk about that again. <laughs> Bad news, Alicia. We're on to you. Ray confronts Alicia. Uh, with this information, does not do it in the best way. I'm going to call him a dum-dum here. Yeah, yep. To be like, hey, I don't have 100% evidence, but I know you're behind this, and I'm going to get you. You know what, I've, like, you know what I've noticed with my father? Mm. I feel like sometimes as people get older, they lose the patience to go through the process that they previously did, right? Like, I mm-hmm. feel like that is Ray saying, look, I've solved solved a thousand mysteries. I've gotten to the bottom of a uh, hundred conspiracies. I don't have time for this. Just accept it that uh, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Ryan and I are taking all your powers and giving them to some kids in the town. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to admit it sounds less convincing when you hear it out loud. With no evidence, he is therefore prepared for the procedure. And I, I, I did not expect this to be the way this line went, but I enjoyed the... I do have two words for you right now. The first word begins with F, and the second one ends with uck off. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty. I laughed at that line. I laughed at that line, 100%. Because I've heard the other one where it starts with F, ends with F. Oh, or it starts oh, with F sure. and ends with you. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of a moment that I laughed out loud that mm-hmm. I didn't talk about, and to be fair, it's it's in the... It's in the trailer, and it what's in the trailer is what's in the movie. It's not like a snippet of what's in there. But I still laughed at Hero Day when Ray is asked by a an older woman who's clearly a fan for an autograph, and he goes to sign, sign that, the picture. But the side shot of the the you know forty four longs is just absolutely it's it, and their faces, and their faces and you know exactly what they're looking at and and you know the camera doesn't swing around to show like these prosthetics like it's it's done so well you get the glimpse mm-hmm. of side boob at the waist and it's just just perfect yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah that was very funny agree uh so meanwhile ray's friends see one of the orderlies levitating via jerry powers <laughs> also stoned out of his mind I'm, I'm really high i love when that guy brings madeira to her room and is like kind of creepy and he, she's like well i'm taking back this uh 10 pound note and i'm taking your weed and then later um ray sees jerry and he's like, oh, no. And then he sees her. She's like, they got you, too. She's like, no, I'm just totally baked. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, that bit is funny because the orderly sees a picture of her clearly decades ago as a younger heroine and says, oh, you can tell your religion in this picture. And I'm like, that line works for guys. But then mm-hmm. he elaborates. And the joke 
it pays off. He's like, somewhere I think there's a camel missing a toe. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> like it's a it's a it's a layered, like it doesn't work and then it really works. Yeah. Like Well, I think it, it's it's that he's we're supposed to believe this orderly is stupid and it's like, yeah, that joke works for men and women. I'm like, sure. nope, that yeah. only works for men. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> only men have something done to their uh reproductive organs, hopefully right. when they are born. That's right. That's right. That's right. It is revealed that the orderly Flynn has been has the power absor- absorption ability, which Alicia uses to uh, for her machine to get some extra money. Flynn sold a bit of Jerry's extra pow- extricated power, to extracted power. There it is. Uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> extricated. Extricated. The they were terrified. freed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck. <laughs> As a as a drug to the locals, Alicia sends Flynn to get all the vials back, but uh, like the drugs are out there. But yeah, it's uh, again. Don't look too closely at the plot; it's not going to stand up. But the getting the team back together is another funny bit. It's as good. It's actually better than the Powers Promenade. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, a moment I laughed out loud. Yeah, yeah. I said raised motivational speech. It's great. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> yes. it's 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 not like swell of music, flag behind him. But it's also not just like, oh, that's your speech. Like, it is a realistic, let's mm-hmm. get back together kind of speech. And then we, of right. course, have uh, the suit up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The fucking which, suit which up you, is so good. To your point, they don't milk. They get humor out of it, but they they get to the point and they let that be. Mm-hmm. Uh, while other residents stall the personnel, including Alterman, Alterman, Ray, Pendle, Madeira, and Ted all start to chase Flynn, but are unable to go past the security lasers that Brian and Windsor couldn't shut down. After Loris freezes the surrounding moat, oh God, we're yeah. skipping over the fact that we catch Dolores and Brian. And Brian. Going yeah. at it. In flagrante delecto, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. The super, the elder superheroes finally leave the guarded territory and take a taxi to the youth club, which, like, taking a little pot shot at uh, Uber there. The guy's, like, making yeah. <laughs> making shit comments about Uber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure is. I sometimes sure is. do that. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. At the youth club, they find the delinquent who is buying the drug and interrogate him. He directs them back to the retirement home. And they get in, and they're at the door to the uh, to the sauna, and he starts to give the speech. Whatever's beyond those doors, we have to hit them hard, and we have to hit them fast. Ready? Three. And then Madeira is just like, Say your strength, honey. And they get to the second doors and he starts the speech over. Okay, guys, whatever's beyond these doors, we need to pray. You said that before. Now, this is where Alicia has already apprehended the rest of the residents. Mm -hmm. She transfers Flynn's powers to herself and starts to absorb the powers of the superheroes. Alicia reveals that her parents died in a building that collapsed in one of Ray's battles with supervillains, and her plan is to combine all the superpowers and mother a powerful superbeing who who will be able to defeat other superpowered individuals. Ray and his friends lose the fight with Alicia, but her body can't stand so many different superpowers and disintegrates. Oh my God, I love when supervillains are taken out by their own hubris. That was last episode, right? That's the hoisted by one's own petard. It's a TV trope. Yeah, it's, you know, it's Blackheart in Ghost Rider. It's um, Dr. It's Smith the fucking from, Red Skull. It's Red Skull and Captain America. It's Dr. Smith in 
lost in space, right? Like, yeah, it's a well-worn trope. I will say this. The problem with this bit of the plot is just so lazy, right? It's like almost deus ex machina, right? Like you lose yeah. because we want you to lose here. Yeah, we're like, well, we can't kill all these old people, so mm-hmm. we'll just fill in the thing where the bad, the, the villain uh, hubris gets them. Okay, can't good. hold all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now the superheroes celebrate their victory and they hold a press conference. Uh, yeah, this uh, whole uh, Celestro downfall. Yeah, weird fucking button to this movie. I'm like, yeah, what is the point behind this character? Uh, like, yeah, spoiler, yeah. he may be my thing to cut. Just fucking cut the character. I mean, he's better. He's better at Hero Day when we have this moment where he learns that Ray is Maximum Justice. He's like, wait, the Maximum Justice? Like, you're my hero. Like, you're the reason I do this. And then he has this moment where Ray spouts what, to be fair, sounds like this very paranoid, delusional fantasy of of this evil scheme. And Celestro's reaction to that is funny. I mean, you know, it's just like, okay, well, good luck to you. I hope you figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. The him coming back at the end, yeah, I, I don't think it adds much other than and it continues the, to undercut. They're not, you know, it's not like they're the new old Avengers now, right? Like, right, it because just they have no powers. Still, yeah, right, right. And like the the fake out of him, like doing the of Ray doing the thing, like he's using his his telepathy powers, and it's just Ted. Opening and closing the connection on the on yeah. the microphone, and that apparently uh-huh. makes all the uh, reporters be like, "Oh, what a dumb dumb." I'm like, "Wait, yeah. why? Like, yeah. there's just yeah. a technical issue. This is, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that." But um, because uh, Alicia absorbed Ted's powers, it also absorbed his cancer. Cancer because happy ending. Sure. <laughs> Because happy sure. ending. Because yeah. maybe they'll do another one. No, they're not going to do another one of these. No, 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 no. No, no this is one and no. done. That's good. I'm done. fine with that. And that, dear audience, yes, yes, is a movie. Movie. Oh, Todd. Casey, that was a movie. That was a movie. I enjoyed it. I th- yeah. I thought it was fun. I um, didn't hate <clears> it. I didn't hate it. It's a specific movie. And I think there's some fun stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, of course, we have some questions. Of course. Um, hey, Todd, who was your favorite character? Uh, I like Madeira as she's, you know, continuing to, you know, make sure the guys don't get too big for their britches. I also really like uh, Total Thunder, Lou Gossett Jr., which could be <laughs> I like Lou Gossett Jr. So, um, yeah. With them. But again, there's no one bad in the movie. No, no, no. Yeah. How about you? Ted. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I like Bro Bridges a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's always, you know, I like he always gets lumped in as like the lesser of the Bridges brothers. I'm like, I think they're both great. Why can't they both be good? They're both great. They're both different things. I mean, the fabulous Baker Baker Boys, Baker Brothers, Baker Boys. Baker, Baker Boys. Is a great movie. Uh, well worth watching With if you haven't seen it. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Hello. Hello. Hello, Michelle. Uh, now, Casey, what is the best scene in the movie? It's the pool hall scene mm. where he makes the 
takes the kid. I'm going to put your head up his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was was the Hancock, or it's the uh, Bruce Almighty, you know. uh, Yeah. Oh, Hancock, too. Where the gang members like, yeah, monkeys will fly in my butt. Oh, that's funny, because that's today. That's right. Which is really sold by that that guy, uh, Latino actor, who really sells the facial, like, an actual former gang member. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know and that. And founder of one of the founders of the group that is that are like they take people who were in gangs, went to jail, come out and they play gang members in movies. Oh, no kidding. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's really cool. He's a great, he's a that guy actor. I don't know his name, but he's great. He shows I up. I can't think of his name either, but yeah. But he's wonderful. Every time he shows up, I'm like, yay, this guy. Uh, you know what I just saw? Within the last week or two on YouTube, uh, I don't know what site is doing it, but they'll take an actor and have them break down like their iconic performances. And I just mm. saw the one with um, Danny Trejo, and it's mm. it's wonderful to watch. Like it's it's hard it's hard not to love that guy. I mean, if you haven't seen that one, it's it's worth watching. It's just I well, smile even just through the whole thing. What he's gone through, yeah, 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 to get to where I mean, he went to fucking jail for. 15 years? A uh, significant amount, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. And um, has played think, a character called Machete. Machete. A dozen times now? <laughs> yeah, right. Which started as a joke in uh, Spy Kids. And then gets Is in... Is it off- Spy Kids or Desperado? No, that's not Machete. He's in Desperado as an assassin, but that's not but Machete. But I thought he was called the Machete. No. Machete is... Oh. I think he's... It a, does start just in Desperado? What's or that? in Spy Kids, in sorry. Spy Kids, it's, yeah. And then him and Robert Rodriguez were like, well, we should probably... I think they did a machete trailer as a joke, maybe for Grindhouse, one of the Grindhouse Yeah, it was pictures. one of the fake trailers and then got and two then like, fucking movies. And then they're like, well, maybe we should do this. Yeah, uh, he's great. Watch watch that Danny Trejo breaks down his iconic performances. A lot of fun. Um, my be real best helpful scene, if you knew the name of the... Uh, if you Google no, if you Google Danny Trejo breaks down his iconic performances, it's gonna find it. Yeah, don't worry. Um, uh, his character's name, sorry, his character's name in Desperado is Navajas. Okay, which I don't know what that means. I maybe it means machete. No, <laughs> maybe. All right, yeah, it could be. Um, I'm pretty sure me, machete means machete. <laughs> I think machete. Yeah. Uh, for me, best scene is probably yeah. it's either it's either the Powers Promenade or we're getting the team mm. back together. Both of those, yeah, those are both. Just I mean, delightful. yeah. There's very few scenes that you could have said where I'm like, Man, yeah, that one? or Hero Day. I mean, the whole Hero Day sequence, and, and you know, I want the gif of Bo Bridges uh, in the teacups, and, and I love the fact. Now, clearly, some of it is budget, right? Like, there's no extras. There's no one in those shots. The most, the most extra, the most background actor scene in the movie. Is the pool hall scene, mm-hmm. or I think they have a different name for them over there. So apologies yeah, to our yeah, billiards, uh, UK. whatever it is, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah, there. So some of that is clearly budget. No extras. Mm-hmm. It's easy. You're renting an empty place. But the 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 humor from wrung from that pathos is just so good. I mean, yeah. the shot of Bo Bridges on that ride <laughs> I'm, is. Delightful. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a gif of that, and yeah. I will share it with you, and yeah, we will well, use it. And when this All drops, let's share it uh, out on our oh, Instagram. It. Yeah, so funny. Uh, so Todd, yeah, we just talked about best scene. Sure. What's the scene you would cut? You, so it's not a long movie. To your point, it's like under an hour and a half. 
I, I do feel like, and I don't, there's not one thing I could point to, but I, part of me wants it to tighten up. And maybe it's because the plot is so simple. It doesn't need the time it takes. So I don't know, maybe that kind of general, just kind of tighten it up a little bit, maybe. I'd cut the end thing with uh, Celestro. Oh, Celestro. That's it's fair. just yeah. so silly. Like, have yeah. him show up. And you're going to be like, oh, he's going to help them. He bounces, and that's the end of him. Yeah. We don't need him for that extra scene at the end. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Casey, finally, who is the actor having the most fun? I believe uh, one Mr. Gary Oldman put it best when I say... <laughs> Everyone! Everyone. Everyone's Everyone. having fun in this movie. It is a... Uh, across the board, no one. I don't. I, I think there there might have been some work. Sure, uh, definitely long hours, but I think they were having fun. I hope they were having fun yeah. making this movie. If yeah. I found out they weren't, I'd be very sad. Agree, agree. Uh, you know, as actors, there's stuff they're all doing. I mean, there's there's meat in the script there, and they're clearly yeah. all doing it. So yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Now. Casey, mm-hmm. we didn't share it earlier because we don't do that anymore. No, the, we'd be fools to share it earlier. Why would we do that? Uh, the IMDb score from uh, we recorded just a week ago. Do you remember what the IMDb for this movie was? Oof, I don't. I think it's low, though. I think it's super low. A 5.1. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. How no, do you no. rate this? I'd put this at like a 7, 5, maybe an 8. I put it as an 8. It's an 8. It's uh, a solid B movie. I'd uh, maybe a little lower, a 7. With the qualifier, you got to know the movie that you're sitting down to watch, right? Like, Here's the nice thing. The trailer yeah. for this, unlike <laughs> Paper Man, oh. we, we had the, the, it has the correct tone. The trailer yeah. for this has the correct tone. Agreed. S- more, a little more subdued comedy to it. Like the biggest joke in the, is in the trailer and also in the in the uh, like the lowest brow is when the one, the one hero farts his way in front of the uh yeah. tv screen a little flame comes out of his butt yeah. i'm like yeah all right that like when i watched the, the trailer for this i was like uh-oh yeah and then as the trailer went i'm like oh yeah okay yeah, that's maybe fair. that's just the outlier okay okay yeah. yeah just so just know the movie you're watching and be prepared it's it's not a slapstick comedy it's a comedy oh. where the comedy is just going to sit there in between stuff. And if, you, if you're receptive to that, you're going to enjoy it. I think you put it perfectly, and I'm going to uh, uh, punch it up a little. This is a muted mystery, man. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, now, what about watching it with the kids? I don't think this would hold the bean. Yeah. I may try and get Danny to watch this because she loves Mystery Men so it's, much. It's not really violent. No. Nope. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think often we say it depends on the kid, usually because that means there might be something mature or scary that you know you know your kid. I would say this depends on the kid, but it's a different angle. It's if you've got a kid that appreciates the subtlety of what this movie's doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, Joseph might like this movie, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I might. Oh, yeah. I, might I think Joe would like this. the humor yeah. in this yeah. hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Bean, unfortunately, is on a uh, early Adam Sandler kick. And I oh. tried to get her out of that by showing her click. <laughs> Got it. Which is which is a fun movie. But I forgot the uh, abhorrent racism. <laughs> oh, 
That's unfortunate. With fucking Rob Schneider as a uh, Rob Middle Schneider, Eastern gentleman. garbage human being? Yes. Didn't right. he uh, choke like, a uh, prostitute? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a long-running uh, trope. Right? No, but he is a garbage human being. He's, He's a, a racist. Human being. Yes, he is. But that was the thing. Like, we saw it. And I was like, ooh, this did not age well. And Danny goes, so oh, what we know about Rob Schneider? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, I get to wear brown face? I did. Sure. Sure. I'm in. Uh, it's great. I've got my own. I'll just bring it. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, Casey, Rob, why do you have all this stuff? <laughs> this is a point where right now we're oh, going to hear, I think, my wife say. And now it's time to pull the next movie from Thor's helmet. Thanks, honey. So, Oh, thanks, Aubrey. Please have sent us a wonderful oh, movie with, yes. with, yes. with your juju powers. All right. So you. Most, no, you. Oh, that's I'm right. Not, oh, it's all, yeah, it's not no even a part stop, of this. Right? That's for our guests. All right. I have no, a slip. I want, I've got one slip in my hand. Okay. All right. Shaking it out. Okay. Oh, God. I'm scared. Oh, okay. Oh. oh. It's only a few oh. letters, and I think it's the three magic. It is. It is MCU. You know so what we're watching? I honestly cannot Doctor remember where we're Strange. Yay! Oh, I'm so happy for this. Oh, God, yeah, I'm strange. so happy for this. So we are both good with this, but for our, uh, for our audience, let's let them listen to the trailer. Doctor Strange. You think you know how the world works? What if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. We travel great distances in an instant. How do I get from here to there? How did you become a doctor? Study and practice years of it. There's a strength to him. But is he ready? Be careful which paths you travel down, Strange. Stronger men than you have lost their way. I am death. And pain. You'll die protecting this world. I can't do this. There is no other way. Spent so many years peering through time. Looking for you. Uh, what's this, my mantra? It's the Wi Fi password. We're not savages. Doctor Strange. Strange. Oh, I love this movie. God, I now, love this movie. Now, next week's episode will yes. be your birthday pick, and I'm pretty sure you had oh. this chamber, didn't you? Uh, listen, this is, I mean, I'll call it now. We're watching my hair and 
one of my all-time cinematic heroes, the amazing Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That will be my birthday pick. No mystery oh. there. Oh, what did you? Oh, what oh. did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be Doctor Strange. Like I thought, is oh. that what? Because you, you wanted to continue. Oh, to I mean, fucking... I, I did, but this is great. I didn't have to use my pick. So yeah. So, yeah. we'll, so, then, we're, gonna so we're gonna do two MCU in two a row, MCU, which oh. two MCU movies that I am not upset about. So yeah. one, one I'm okay with. One I I have I'm I gonna have some thoughts and feelings. I said what I said. All right. So yeah, and I said what I said, and we'll get to why I have some problems with right. uh, Volume Two. Now, Casey, if people have problems with what we've shared today, wait a minute. How, what? What are you doing? This is where we do the IMDb score for. Oh. Doctor it's, Strange. It's awesome. We do it here, and at the end of the... Uh, the uh, it's awesome. I mean, what do they need to know? It's an awesome I'm, movie. I'm going to guess while you're looking it up. I yes. think this is like an 8.5. I think it's... I'm afraid it's lower. It's a 7.5, which really? is unfair. Yeah. yeah. Hey, all you uh, extreme Christians getting on here like, magic is scary. <laughs> Oh, ouch. You can cut that or you leave it on. Oh, account. that's staying in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Casey, we've shared a whole lot of thoughts this evening. We sure have. If people want to weigh in on our opinions, share their own, or take go off on a tangent. We went on a tangent. How can they direct their tangents to us? Uh, I'm still on Twitter at um, not Ryan Casey. I'm also on Instagram and not dot Ryan Casey. I am on Mastodon. Also, oh. I am. I, I forgot last time. You need to give also the the server or whatever the server I'm on. So I am not Ryan Casey at Geekdom dot social. Okay. All right. If fucking Mastodon makes it to the to the end of the line with this. <laughs> Holy cow. It's going to be a rough one. Um, the podcast. Uh, how about you, Todd? Sure. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the handle at TMP in SYR. And of course, the podcast itself is still on uh, Twitter. It <laughs> posts more than I do. Uh, that is TSPHC Tweets on Instagram, Superpod HeroCast. And we are on Hive there. Oh. I haven't made us a Mastodon yet because I don't know where to put us. Um, and that is simply TSPHC. I've put a footing in both the two major when Twitter burns to the ground. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so whichever one uh, lands on its feet first, that's going to be the one we stay on. Excellent. Or both. Fuck it. Maybe we shouldn't all be on one social media platform where some dipshit billionaire can come on and ruin it for everybody. <laughs> now, Casey, what if they needed to send us something of a of a greater length they had a real they had a diatribe they had a uh, manifesto they needed to deliver how can they get that to us see i forgot and then when you started to talk i'm like i'm gonna see how todd does with this yeah how do i do <laughs> uh yeah so so all right i'll take it uh well that would be you could email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com and why is that todd because only Cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be, Be heroic. heroic. 
right. Doctor Strange, bitches. That, yes, I am. We good get to with listen that. to Benedict Cumberbatch fuddle his way through an American accent. I cannot wait. We're doing the trope. <laughs> We're doing the trope. <laughs> that was more Scottish. Yeah, Sorry, that's fine. <laughs> oh, Timmy. Yeah, I, yeah. Yep, I, uh, that will always be the line in my head. It'll be oh, oh Timmy. Tim. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it again and listen, thinking that it's all Timmy and be like, yeah, okay. Ultraman. (laughs) Oh, Timmy.